0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary. And my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion. And of course, like and subscribe if you like it. And I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. Uh, today, I have a new guest, and we're going to talk all about the topic of confidence. But first, we're going to start with some quick introductions. Um, Carol, if you could introduce yourself, name, pronouns, and then cultural background and upbringing.
1: Sure. My name is Carol Ward. My pronouns are she, her. Mm-hmm. My Cultural background, I would say, is Russian, Irish, Jewish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And where did you uh, grow up? Well, I grew up in a a bunch of different places. I was born in Virginia. I lived in Japan for four years. I lived in Pennsylvania and Connecticut, and now I'm in New York City. Oh, very cool.
0: And I didn't ask you this beforehand, but do you speak any other languages?
1: I speak very broken Spanish. It's one of my favorite okay. languages and I've been practicing on Duolingo, but I Okay. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten a flow yet. Okay, awesome. Um and Carol,
0: I chose you for the topic of confidence. Can you share a little bit about your background in relation to that topic? Uh anything you want to share?
1: Yes. I got into this topic because of my work initially as a licensed psychotherapist mm-hmm. and I found that most times that when people were struggling with confidence, it had to do with self-esteem, how they thought and felt about themselves. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to go out and speak on different psychological topics, I had people approach me on how to be, become a better speaker. And I added that to my umbrella of skills and services. And then from there, I have transitioned into executive coaching, which I've been doing for over 15 years with executives, corporate attorneys, and also entrepreneurs who lack the confidence to get their businesses up and running the way that they want to.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love that. So primarily just a coach right now. Yes. That's your
1: main focus. Yes. Okay.
0: And uh, public speaking specifically, or it can be anything that deals with confidence.
1: Confidence, I always put it put it that people who want to be more visible in their career or want their business to be more visible, mm-hmm. so they might struggle with communication, mm-hmm. they might struggle with getting their voice out, they might struggle with delegation. Mm-hmm. So it's both confidence and communication, and there's a discovery of what what that person in particular is struggling with in terms of confidence, and then sometimes it's just strictly communication skills.
0: Fascinating. Okay, that's great. Um, it, Could you define for my listeners, what is inner confidence and why is that important?
1: Well, I define inner confidence as the belief and acceptance of yourself and your abilities. Because once that's in place, once you believe in yourself, no matter what comes your way, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to ride the waves of any kind of stress or emotional storm or professional storm that might cross your path. And I think it's really important to have that solid feeling inside Mm -hmm. because life can be hard at times and we need to not only hold on to ourselves, meaning believe in ourselves, but we Mm -hmm. also need to know how to make the best choices for support.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So being true to your authenticity as well, like knowing who you are as a person.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: Okay. I'm just starting to learn all of these things. So (laughs) Uh, I definitely agree with that. Speaking from experience. Um, Could you share a little bit about uh, any common misconceptions that people have about confidence?
1: Oh, I love this. Yes. Most people think that confident people behave a certain way they're the loudest person in the room they're the ones with the most opinions and those people are definitely confident but that's not the only type of confidence there is Mm -hmm. i'm sure you or or your students and listeners have seen someone who's actually on the quiet side but when they speak these little pearls of wisdom fall from their mouths right Mm -hmm. because they are confident enough to sit in silence and not Mm -hmm. feel like they have to talk all the time and that's important and another myth about confidence is that either you have it or you don't Mm -hmm. and that's not true because I work with people all the time who who start out very anxious and scared about Mm -hmm. either speaking up or speaking out or or becoming a leader Mm -hmm. and I have found that with little exercises and steps, you can build your confidence. So it's not a done deal from the okay. time you're born and that's it. Yeah. I'm so
0: glad you brought that up. I wanted to ask you, I was watching a show the other day and, um, this person's t-shirt said confidence is a habit, not a trait.
1: Very nice. Yeah. I like that. It I is It too. is a habit, right? And it's a habit that we can learn and, and invest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you
0: say you've always been confident or did you have to really work at it?
1: I had, I had confidence when I was younger and then I mm-hmm. went through a period where I, I call it a crisis of confidence oh, where I lost you. my confidence and then I had to regain it and mm-hmm. fill the well of confidence inside of me. So I really appreciate and understand when people mm-hmm. struggle with that because I've gone through it myself. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, But I love that. I love that it gives people hope to hear that and that they can work on it just like you work on any other habit you can get better at at being confident
1: it's true and i think the important thing about that is it doesn't have to be a solo job you don't Mm -hmm. have to be the only one trying to help yourself gain your confidence. You can turn to people who are your cheerleaders or people who can give you information to move you to the next level of business or personal development. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that you have to do all on your own. Mm -hmm. You eventually, I think, have to believe in yourself, but you can definitely turn to other resources to get to gain your confidence.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because I think that everybody has bad days as well. So there are days where maybe your confidence takes a hit and you aren't as confident as you were the week before, but it'll come back and
1: it'll come back and and Grace, I always tell people that you have to be very picky mm-hmm. about who you turn to for support when you're feeling vulnerable or insecure. Yeah. because you might have one friend who's a tough love friend. Yeah. and then you have another friend who's emotionally, on your side and thinks you're the best. So you have to think about, gee, I'm feeling vulnerable today. What is it that I need? And I think it falls into three categories. Do I need information? Uh How to do something? Uh Do I need to work through fear? What what am I terrified of? And do I need support or a cheerleader? And if Mm -hmm. you can figure out those general areas, then you can choose the people that are the best fit.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah. And that will (laughs) help you out a lot because, yeah, there are certain things that I don't call certain friends for and I, I maybe not even realizing what I'm doing, but that's probably yes. why it's like, oh, I go to this friend for support, this friend for advice that's and some friends for everything, but
1: that's I'm, right. that's, that's right
0: perfect. um okay, how would you say that a lack of confidence affects us both professionally and personally?
1: I think it affects us in that when we are insecure and we're lacking confidence we are hidden from the world Mm -hmm. we aren't seen so professionally what happens is that those positions and roles that you want you're you're not picked for them because you're not speaking up or you're not asking for them so i always say that it's because the first thing is confidence creates visibility Mm -hmm. so when you are visible then I'm going to reverse that actually. Confidence creates opportunity. So once you start to become more confident, let's focus on professionally for a minute. You start to be handed opportunity. Oh, Mm -hmm. you want to take on that project. Oh, you want to lead that team. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing that happens is visibility. The more visible you are Mm -hmm. from the opportunity, the more you're going to get even more opportunity. And then the next thing is the more, visibility you have the more expertise you're developing Mm -hmm. oh you can take on that role you can take on that responsibility so you start to develop a well of being an expert in your area which then circles back to the more opportunity you get then the more visibility and then you get that expertise in terms of personal relationships the same thing if you want Mm -hmm. a partner or you want to be a leader in your community you have to be visible, you have to put yourself out there. So you can do that by cultivating your confidence. So they become more visible, then you have more opportunities to meet people, Mm -hmm. then you become an expert dater or community leader.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like this is how your life played out?
1: That you started I believe so I, I because I believe that confidence I had to work on myself I mean I am a licensed psychotherapist and a coach but I had to during all that time before I got into those roles mm-hmm. I had to do the personal development work whether yeah. that was reading books or being in therapy or working with a coach it's yeah. really important to turn to experts and you can find them online or you can get a referral from a friend mm-hmm. don't turn down support and don't shy away from resources that can help you because that's very important. The more personal development you have, the more your foundation for doing the things that you want to do in your life is there for you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay. Can you repeat it one more time? Confidence leads to
1: confidence leads to opportunity, visibility, expertise,
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, I'll add that quote into the podcast description. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what types of things affect our inner confidence?
1: There are a bunch of different things. One is, one is this sense that when other people negatively judge us, mm-hmm. whether from an early age onward or later in your life in a, in a job or in a relationship, if you don't have the confidence, those, I feel like they can get in. They can get mm-hmm. in and really um, distort the way you think about yourself. So let's say, and I've, I've, I've worked with many people, let's say growing up, you had parents or caregivers in your life who had issues and problems, mm-hmm. and they took out their issues and problems on you, mm-hmm. and they told you you weren't smart or that you weren't worth anything those kinds of negative messaging get into the way we think about ourselves. And then we carry those on through life. And we think I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, even though you might be getting great grades, but you, you never think you're good enough. Sometimes people have great childhoods, but they get into the work world and they have a terrible boss or an abusive manager. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they start doubting their skills and abilities So it's often the outside negative judgment Mm -hmm. that gets inside that causes us to feel insecure.
0: Yeah. Do you have advice for that? Like if somebody's working in a space where it makes them lack confidence or any tools that they can use?
1: Well, one is that that's when we turn to those people who are on our support team. I think that's a great thing to, to get a reality check. Yeah. And you can start to work with tools. One- working, you know, getting people to support you, turning Mm -hmm. to your support team. The other thing is to get quiet space and time Mm -hmm. away from that negative energy, that negative person to really sit with yourself and say, is this true? Get a reality check. Is this really true? Am I doing a poor job? I turn things in on time. People seem to like me other than this one person. So get a reality check by checking in with yourself Mm -hmm. and Do that by getting some quiet time either at the office away or in the morning or at night and Mm -hmm. build yourself up. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Quiet time for reflection. Yes. Really helps with a lot of different things in life, I think. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) All right.
0: And um, yeah, what steps can people take to start developing this inner confidence?
1: Two of my favorite things to do are what I call Doing confidence boosters and confidence builders. Okay. So com- confidence boosters are things that fill the well of confidence. They are all about receiving. Mm-hmm. So that might be. I, I actually had a, a client who was having a bad day mm-hmm. and wasn't feeling very confident. And one of the things we agreed on that she would do was to buy herself a beautiful blouse mm-hmm. that would help her feel better about herself. And she came back to the next session. She said, I'm bored. I walked down the street like I was a supermodel feeling good. So things that make you feel good, that refill the well. So that could be getting a body treatment, a massage, a pedicure, a manicure. It could be hanging out with that good friend who Mm -hmm. thinks you're the best. It could be buying yourself something small even Mm -hmm. that makes you feel good. Piece of clothing, could be a, a little figurine, whatever it is that when you when you hold it or you wear it, mm-hmm. you feel expanded. So that's a confidence booster. That's all about receiving. Mm-hmm. A confidence builder is all about stretching. So a confidence builder is, you know what, I want to get in shape. I, I want to take that Zumba class. I'm kind of nervous about it, but I'm going to go. Yeah. And I'm going to try it. Or I want to become a better speaker. You know what? I'm going to join that public speaking club. And the first step I'm going to take is just going and sitting in the meeting. I'm not even going to worry about having to speak. I'm just going to show up and take the initial action. Mm -hmm. So taking those actions that cause us to stretch and to grow are confidence builders, because when we start to achieve things, when we go to that Zumba class, when we go to that speaking club and we show up, I did it. Yeah. And then that you're expanding yourself to see that you can do the next step. That's right. And it can be incremental. If you're doing the Zoom class, maybe you're just looking up the schedule. Where do they hold it? Check. I did that. Next Mm -hmm. thing showing up. Check. Next Mm -hmm. thing is I'm going to go to the front of class instead of hanging out in the back of the class, whatever it is. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. I just had that happen the other day. I
0: forget what I was doing, but I said, okay, the first step is just figuring out where the office is. And then once I know where the office is, I won't have to worry about that part next time. That's and then right. I'll get in there and meet the person who works there. And then we'll just keep taking the next, the next step.
1: That's the thing that, 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 you know, let's say I, I worked with someone who wanted to speak up in a meeting. Oh, okay. Just to get her voice in the room. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's just work on one, one time. Mm -hmm. where you offer a thought. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go on for five minutes, where you just offer one thought. Mm -hmm. And she did, and she felt better. Yeah,
0: that's so great, Carol. And I'm really excited because this ties in really well with language learning. Um, And I always put a little confidence boost at the end of each. We just talked about what a confidence boost is in class. So I'm sure my students will appreciate that. Um, But being able to speak up in a class once they're not in my class or speak up in a meeting we talk about that a lot too and it's just taking that initial step being okay with making mistakes and really just being okay with being seen is technically what you're doing
1: that's right and and grace i actually coach corporate attorneys internationally who okay. english is not the yeah. first language and they have a lot of stress on they they feel yeah. very pressured they don't think they are doing well and i and they're shocked when i say to them you sound wonderful and the yeah. thing about the thing about what i've said to them and i'd love your opinion on this is i've said to them the fact that you are trying and you are speaking yeah. in an a, a language that is not your first native language right you already people are impressed by that they mm-hmm. are impressed by that and they're like well what about the accent and i said and this is this is true for me and for many people that i work with Mm-hmm. I said, "You, I want you, when we hear a, an accent, we mm-hmm. don't go, oh, I actually, and they don't believe me. I said, it's very charming and it captures the ear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, absolutely. you feel the same way? I
0: absolutely do. And I'm glad that you mentioned this because I always tell my students an accent means that you speak more than one language. Yeah. So if you have an accent, you're you're basically just proving to everybody how cool you are (laughs) and how brilliant you are.
1: Impressive. Uh, It's very impressive. Yes, it is. And it takes energy to, Mm -hmm. to translate all the time. It takes energy and that is impressive. Yeah, definitely.
0: And I also always mention this, everyone technically does have an accent. We have accents. (laughs) That's right. Everyone in the world has an accent that's different to another person. So um, I do think that speaking another language comes down to confidence. And once you're at a certain level, it's just being able to put yourself in those spaces and speak up. Um, I do the same thing in Spanish. And it's once you get to that advanced level, you just have to take risks like you do in English.
1: Very true. And, And that goes back to that judgment. People are not judging you Yeah. In the way, are there people that judge? Absolutely. There are people who are negative and judgmental. So let's not look, think that the world is 100% perfect. No. But most people are not judging you for how you speak. They're actually intrigued, interested, Mm -hmm. and impressed. Yes. As you said, that you are conversing in a language that is not your native tongue. That's impressive.
0: And we don't care about the opinions of people who are negative and judgmental. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right well what do we why do we want them in our sphere anyway that to me from my psychology background is there's a lot of issues and problems with them that's yes. on them it has nothing to do with you
0: absolutely absolutely I had a friend I have a lot of wise friends they told me once if you wouldn't seek advice from the person that you're worrying about their opinion you probably shouldn't be worrying about their opinion
1: Ooh, that's a that is good
0: yeah So I always remember that. So, okay. The, this is just great. I'm loving this conversation. Um, how will people notice that their confidence is growing? Is there anything they can look for, um, that you would. I,
1: I actually, I I believe in doing something called tracking, Mm -hmm. which is I call this an acknowledgement exercise and I assign it to people who are struggling with confidence, which is in your professional and personal life, you are to track every single time that you are given a compliment, whether it's a huge one or a small one. Mm -hmm. So it could be something like, Hey, great spaghetti, mom, Mm -hmm. compliment, write it down. You have to do anything about it. Just write it down or in a workplace situation, Thanks for getting that in on time. It really helped us get that project in before the deadline. Write it down. And then at the end of the night, you just review mm-hmm. the list of compliments and acknowledgments that you're getting. And then part two of this, it's more the more advanced exercise, mm-hmm. is that you share it with somebody that you trust. Okay. So I might say, Hey Grace, I just want to share an Something that happened to me at work today, my boss told me that the report I turned in was really good Mm -hmm. and that made me feel great. So that, and again, this goes to being picky about who you share with. So that person who believes in you and is your cheerleader is going to go, fantastic. Absolutely. Fills the well. So you're going to track it for yourself. And then you're going to see one of the things you'll start to notice is your mood. Mm-hmm. That when you walk into certain situations, you're just feeling lighter and happier or secure or calm. Yeah. So that's when you start to notice that your confidence is building. And then it goes back to you might be getting more opportunities and you might be getting that visibility that you long for.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think that um, people would be surprised if they did track how often you know, you're thanked for something or you're acknowledged for something throughout the day that you might not even realize that that's an acknowledgement or a a confidence. So drawing awareness to it is really important.
1: Raising awareness. I I can't tell you how many people, when I first assign this exercise and Mm -hmm. they start to share it with me as a a way to try it on, you'd be like, Oh, that's no big deal. Really? You Getting your kids off to school, going to work, making a meal, getting them to bed, big deal. Or you commuted into work or you took a class and you Mm -hmm. showed up week Mm -hmm. after week after week. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. A lot of people give up. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. I feel like I have people in my life who are doing the most too. And they would say the same thing. like, Oh, that's not a big deal. Or I'm not doing that much. I'm like, you're
1: doing the most. That's right.
0: (laughs) Recognition.
1: When you dismiss it, it, it 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 deprives you. So you always then feel like you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. It's and you find yourself, you know, striving more and more. But if you start to feed that part of yourself, water the water the plant. So you feed that part of yourself, mm-hmm. you are going to feel more confident. Definitely.
0: Okay. And I already asked you if you think confidence is a trait or a habit. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to to recommend to people um, before I ask you about a quote idiom or expression related to the topic?
1: I want people else? to know that it that it is doable and to really move away from that idea mm-hmm. that 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 there's only one type of way to express confidence. Yeah. That again, loud doesn't mean. Loud doesn't mean that you're the most confident person. Right. Quiet doesn't mean that you lack confidence, that you can find your individual way of being in the world through your personal style and express your ideas and thoughts and opinions Mm -hmm. through that well, Mm -hmm. and that you're going to make an impact on the world when when you learn how to accept and trust yourself.
0: Definitely. That's so beautiful. Actually, now you made me think of another question. Um, my students like to ask, how long will it take me to learn English? How long will it take me to do this? Um, is everybody completely different? Or do you think that people can see growth immediately? What would you recommend if somebody asks you how long? It sure.
1: Takes? So I'll, I'll take the first the easy way out. It's different for every person. <laughs> <Yeah>. However, <laughs> if you start tracking mm-hmm. And you start trying the confidence boosters and the confidence builders, you are going to see difference, some difference in months. Yeah, one month, you'll you'll see a difference.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I would say that's the uh, the same with learning a language. You could see a difference
1: in yes. days,
0: actually. But if you just yeah. keep at it and keep working on it, because it's a habit, so that's great. I love that.
1: It is a habit. Mm-hmm.
0: And Carol, the last part of the podcast, I asked people to share a quote, an idiom, or an expression. It can be related to confidence and what we discussed today, or just one you like that you think my students might enjoy.
1: Well, one of my favorite quotes is by Leonard Bernstein, who was a conductor and and a composer, an American conductor and composer. Mm -hmm. And I've always liked this because I like goals. Uh And he said, to achieve great things two things are needed, a plan and not quite enough time. So it is, I have the plan, Mm -hmm. and then I have have to have Mm -hmm. some accountability, some kind of deadline Mm -hmm. in order to reach the goal that I want. So if your students are wanting to improve Mm -hmm. language skills in order to fill in the blank, yeah, start a business, build a job. If they have a plan and they hold themselves accountable by being in your class mm-hmm. that has a time frame to it, mm-hmm. they're going to get there.
0: Yeah, that's great. Has that happened for you too?
1: Absolutely. I thrive with with having a deadline. I remember the first the, I wrote a book. My first book I wrote. I'm not. I did. I didn't consider myself a writer back then. I considered myself a speaker. That's yeah. where I was most comfortable. And when I had a deadline from the publisher, I basically broke down the book. And I don't even usually think this way and thought, how many words do I have to write every day in order to do a a certain chapter per month or for every week? And that's what I did. The deadline helped me achieve that goal. And it was Mm -hmm. an incentive for me. And I had to achieve it within six months, which seems like a lot of time. But when you're creating a book from scratch, (laughs) (laughs) so I had a plan and I didn't quite have enough time, but I made the goal because Mm -hmm. I wanted to publish a book. So connecting yourself to why the goal is important is actually one other thing that I think is helpful why do I want to improve my language skills? So right. when you have that time on your journey, when you're like, oh, I got to go to class. Why am I doing this? My life is so busy. Mm-hmm. If you think back, why do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. It will help propel you forward toward what you want to achieve.
0: Absolutely. I am all about goal setting in any situation. So yes, Carol, this has been so great. I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your expertise. I learned a lot, and I'm sure my listeners uh, will also benefit from this, um, this episode. So thank you again for coming on, and I hope to have you again sometime.
1: I'd love to talk again.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon.